we're real excited today. We have another new friend with us. We've got a lot of friends. Before we introduce her, let's get a little bit of housekeeping out of the way. Y'all know what to do. Social media. Um, if you guys like the episode, go share it on your stories at The Messy Imperfection um, everywhere, literally, or TheMessyImperfection.com. You can find the show notes, links to things that we might be talking about this episode, as well as the blog. TheMessyImperfection.com. And something coming up that we're super excited about is our first ever meet and greet. Yes. I'm really excited about that. So that's going to be October 10th. Correct. One to four at Bordy Vineyards. Oh my God. I'm so proud of you. I literally, my brain guys, I'm always like, wait, what are we talking about again? Um, yeah, no, I'm actually really excited about this. You will find us. Um, we're going to have, you, you won't be able to miss us. No, we're, we're doing it big. Yeah, we're doing it big. We got some fun um door prizes there's different ways you can like enter to have more entries um you can find that on social medias medias all of them um uh, and we'll have like little like um uh, what are they called swag bags yeah, swag bags that's it i was gonna say trinkets and i knew that that wasn't <laughs> the right word <laughs> a little mermaid in the house a little trinket dude we got some <laughs> new swag that we are pumped about we're very yes. excited to show you guys. we're not gonna tell you but if you're on the tmi tribe there's a sneak peek <laughs> and and you will find danny and i in matching outfits as per the usual yeah no no difference no change here guys all right without further ado i want to introduce this lovely woman that we met through top of the bay networking here in cecil county maryland and um we just love her she, we, that's, this is how we met Carol Martin from Yoga on the Canal. So this is Dawn. Welcome. Welcome, Dawn. welcome, welcome. Thank happy, you so happy much. Happy to hear you here. Happy Thank you here. so much. Oh, we are so excited to have you here. Tell us all about you and your amazing life story. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me. This is, um, this is super exciting. I'm used to being the one that asks questions of others. So I'm like <laughs> mildly intimidated, like, oh, I'm going to be talking about me today. All right. That's, that's cool. <laughs> um, so I am a life coach. I have been uh, practicing in this area for about two and a half years now. My professional career up until this point has actually been an accountant, which couldn't be further from what I do now. <laughs> I uh, love your story so much. <laughs> thank it's you. absolutely inspiring. Uh, it, thank you. And a lot of people actually say that because a lot of what I focus on is helping people to discover their purpose who don't really know either what their purpose is or what that means or anything like that. But when I say, well, if you're just feeling sort of disconnected to your life and you don't really know like where the spark went that you may have had before, you know, what does that mean? Well, sometimes over time, your purpose can change and what's important to you and what your, your core values are. When you really dig into that, you can find out that over time, what's most valuable to you can change over time. So I did accounting for a long time. I actually still have that as as a side gig. Most of that is actually outsourced now. I do do very little of that work. Um, and through my own journey, which we'll talk about in a little bit, I discovered that there was more why I felt so disconnected was because my purpose had actually shifted into what I'm doing now. And it was so amazing and so powerful that I was like, I just have to share this with the world. So that's what I do now is help women to figure out their purpose and what lights them up. And sometimes that, that's changed over time. And once they realize that that's okay to make a change, really amazing things happen. So I really 
think it's so funny that you said light them up because watching you talk about your business, the glow and the smile on your face is absolute goals. Like, it's absolutely amazing. It's, and I just love You could that. just see that you stepped into your power. Thank like, you. With that. that means so much yeah. to hear that. And, yeah. and I find the more that I'm on this journey, that's exactly what's happening. And, and people are, like, like attracted to that because well, women in particular, I work with women. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't be opposed to working with men. It's just that women, we have that deeper connects. Yeah, yeah, it's just a different kind of connection and level of self-awareness once we dig into it but yeah. I hear that more and more like people are like you just light up and that in itself attracts people to or women to want more oh, of 100%. it yeah thank yeah. you so how can we find you what, so about your, your business name sure find you all that good stuff. yes my business is um new dawn rising my website is actually dawnregner.com so www.dawnregner.com um, I do coaching, uh, and you'll find all information about me on there. Um, I actually do wedding officiating, so that's like a little side thing that I do as well, <laughs> which I love. Uh, so that's on there as well. Social media, um, on Facebook, I am New Dawn Rising. That's my business page. I also have a private group um, called Rising Tides, which came from the JFK quote of rising, you know it, right? A rising tide lifts all the boats right so there's enough of what we have for all to share so I just I don't I'm not all about keeping it all to myself I want everybody to be bigger and better and more powerful and stepping into themselves so that's my group um Instagram is Dawn Regner Dawn underscore Regner I think yeah that's what it is I'll link all this on our show notes also great Oh, so what exactly is life coaching and how did you get here? You're, the story you told me when we met for coffee the other day was just inspiring and empowering and I just love it. Tell, Thank you. Tell us all. Okay, so I will try and keep it short, which I'm sure when we talked, <laughs> I said the same thing and then I ended up probably taking longer than I would have preferred, but whatever. It's, it's hard to leave any pieces of it out. It's all very important. It's it really all, is. right, it's all relative, right? So, um... I, December of 2017, Christmas Day, my daughter and son-in-law announced that they were expecting, and I was going to have my first grandchild, which was amazing. I've been a single mom for 20 years. I have, my children are now 29, children, my babies are 29 (laughs) and 30, Um, and so when they announced that I was going to be a grandmom for the first time. It was Christmas Day. We were all in the kitchen, and everyone was just, you know, of course, so excited. And every time I say that to someone that I'm telling the story to, they get so excited, and they're like, oh, that's just so sweet. And I look at them, and I'm like, exactly. What you just said is how I was supposed to feel. That is not at all how I felt. How I felt was completely numb very quickly, numb, scared. I, I like it was like this visual that I was backing away from all of the joy that was in that room. I just felt myself like, like stepping backwards and shutting down. And I was like, I don't understand what this is. I I don't know what this is, but I'm pretty sure this is not how it should be going down. Something just didn't feel right. Um, I had actually met a coach in a brand in a new networking group, which I think we're going to talk about in a little bit, a couple weeks prior she told me she was a life coach. I didn't know what that was. I just, I, I was kind of snobby about it, not going to lie. I was like, I have a life. I don't need a coach. I'm, I'm good. And I don't 
cry all the time. So surely I, I'm fine. Like there's, not, there's no need for that. I believe everything happens for a reason. I believe I met her three weeks before this announcement happened where, and then I felt myself just shut down. So even my son, who I'm super, I'm, I'm so incredibly close to my kids. He was like, he kind of pulled me aside. He's like, mom, are you, you okay? Like, you're just so quiet. And I'm like, I am just overwhelmed with emotion. Cause I was, there were tears, but they just weren't the tears that were all the others were having. They were, and I was, and I was embarrassed and I was, I felt terrible. I'm like, what is wrong with me? So I took some time after that to really try and figure out what is, why is this? Why do I feel so numb to this? And why am I backing away from it? And I looked a little more into the coaching. Like I, I realized that a little seed had been planted when I met this, Linnell was the woman that I ultimately ended up working with. So I actually went through coaching, trying to figure out why I had numbed myself or what it was that was making me feel numb and so distant. And so what coaching does compared to counseling, counseling is amazing. I have been successfully through counseling multiple times in my life for different reason, reasons. Counseling looks at where you are in your life now, and it looks at the past experiences that you've had that have helped to get you to where you are in your current experiences to help you to kind of figure out what that is and peel back those layers, if you will, so you can change going forward. Coaching is different in that coaching is forward focused. Coaching is like, okay, I'm here, but I wanna be there, wherever there looks like. So coaching is a forward focused way of peeling back layers and helping you to get to where you deserve to be in your life. So that's really the difference between the two of them. Which so, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I always thought kind of love, love coaching the same way you did. Yep. Obviously a while ago because now I'm yep. a huge believer in life coaching. But I was like, what? who needs a life coach? Right, <laughs> like, exactly. And I was a snob about it. I mean, I, I was, I just, personally, I think the word coaching is overused. Very fair. I agree with that. Right? Yeah. So, that it, and so I sort of wish there's, there's just so many fill in the blank insert coaches out in use, you know, in terms of the wording now. So anyway, so um, I decided I was going to consider this, this coaching thing, because I didn't feel like I needed counseling. It didn't feel like what was resonating. I just had to, I just wanted to figure out why I wasn't feeling anything except the negatives, like the fear and the, and the backing away. So I actually ended up working with the first woman I met in this networking group, which is not even close, not even the same state that I live in, which is even more amazing how things, everything happens for a reason. I do not believe in coincidences at all. I know that she was the first person I met for a reason. And then ultimately I ended up coming back around to work with her. I worked with her for a year. What I found out through that experience, well, many amazing things, but one of the most important things that came up for me out of coaching was learning that when you, so I'm a very strong person. I value myself because again, as I mentioned, I never cry. So I didn't need a coach because I wasn't crying all the time. <laughs> That's actually not a good thing. The sign that that is, is that you're blocking something out. And for me being the strong one through a whole bunch more, we could, that could be another whole episode or <laughs> month of conversation. But regardless, I had become the strong one in my family for reasons that were just kind of necessary I sort of fell into that right. and when you become strong and so that you're you're the strong one for your family and the people that that aren't strong and able to hold their own 
you end up putting on layers and um, it's like armor. Brene Brown will talk about that if yeah, you've heard of her before. Uh, right? Isn't she the she's amazing? I've read like three of her books so far. She has a new one coming out too. I, don't I know. know about that. I did. I saw her post the cover of it on her so Instagram. So exciting. Yeah. Um, what happens is so you block out emotions that are going to make you quote weak so you can be strong for those that need you. You can't selectively block out emotion, right? So if you right. block out the negative stuff, by default you also block out the joy. So what had happened is over so many years of practicing this art, quote, of strength, I had also blocked out the ability to feel the good, the good things. So what had happened was I wasn't able to connect to the joy of being a first-time grandmom because I had just overdone wow. with blocking the bad stuff. Yeah. So that took, I took a lot of peeling back to get back. And now, happily, I cry all the time. I'm very, very <laughs> proud of that. Um, so I feel all the feels now. So because you, you can't, you can't just block, you know, the bad emotions, not the good ones. So that was in a nutshell. See again, what did I go? Like eight minutes. I don't even know. I can't keep it short. I'm absorbing all of this right now. I am here for this. Right. Thank you. But it's just, yeah, it's hard to, to brief it. So what happened was as I went through the coaching, I realized so many things. I realized I misunderstood what coaching was. A lot of people un- misunderstand it because it yeah. is overused. So I just, that what opened up was this mission for me to need to share this and need to help other women experience the joy that is out there and meant for them and figuring out what connects them and lights them up. So that's where I ended up. So that's why, yeah, that's why I'm here. That's that's absolutely speaking yeah. our language. Like, so much of that resonates with us. And Shannon, unfortunately, missed the coffee date that Dawn and I had a couple weeks ago due yeah. to work. So I, like, I'm, you're soaking this in for the first time. And yes. I'm still sitting here, like, in awe, <laughs> mouth open, like, yeah. just soaking it in again. I'm, I'm absolutely oh, loving it. Thank you. So I, I love the fact that you're kind of, like, reborn from your past life to your previous life. Can you talk more about that? Like, I think going from an accountant to a life coach is a very drastic 180 because yeah. I think of an accountant like behind a desk, like mm-hmm. very like strict structured, yep. you know, and then a life coach is kind of like a free spirit mm-hmm. and like very like whimsical. I don't know if that's the right word I'm looking for, but mm-hmm. tell me how, how that went and how that was perceived and all yeah, that Yeah, that was, um, that was interesting because you're right. I mean, they are very different. Um, I will say that throughout my accounting career which from college that was it I found it in 11th grade actually and it just connected and I got it and I understood the math and I liked the puzzle and being able to put the puzzle together um what what happened for me I I was good at it and I enjoyed I I still actually well yeah I still I still enjoyed accounting work I actually still have my own practice I think I mentioned it's like 13 years strong now wow. it runs oh its own it, it awesome. really I do very little in it um I have people that sub that I sub the workout to I like the puzzle I like the structure I like the control if you will but there was always people that knew me were always like you don't act like an accountant like I did I used to do theater I used to be on stage and do improv and I I love that stuff I just don't really have time for it anymore (laughs) but people would be like wait you're you're an accountant like that doesn't fit your you know the pencil push right where's the pencil the pencil protector (laughs) thing going on in your shirt um so there was always something else that was in there but because I was good at accounting and because it clicked and because I was personable 
I was able to get the own, my own practice going without too much effort. Um, so when, when this whole experience happened that I just shared, it just peeled back these layers. It kind of got back to the part of me that was deep inside, I, I guess for like a really long time, when I went the route of accounting because it made sense and because I followed what was safe because there were a lot of jobs in accounting and I definitely followed direction from my, my family of, well, this, this makes sense because it's solid and it's safe and it's good. And I, there was always a little part of me that might've yeah. wanted to do different, but I just felt like that's what I needed to do. And it took, just took a really long time for me to realize that there's more to what my gifts are. Or again, as I mentioned earlier, your purpose, like I was connected to that. I did that very successfully, but then something shifted and there was something new, well, maybe not new, but something that was deep down that was bubbling up. And once I peeled back all the layers from all the experiences and the strong and the safe and the going to the, you know, where there's a controlled environment, even though self-employed isn't controlled, but accounting is, it's debits, credits, they equal, yeah. they balance, you're done. You yeah. can check off and go on. Um, what for me happened is I really, as I peeled back all the layers through the coaching that I went through, I realized how deeply intuitive I am. And we are all intuitive. We all have intuition. We just use outside shoulds to keep that off. I mean, when you feel that yes. gut, that knot in your stomach, I used to think that was fear. It's not fear. It's something you're, you need to listen to that because that's your body telling you there's something really important there that you need to learn. And that's a scary thing because we just want to run from that, right? We get the gut. So I totally digressed away from the accounting. But it just, it just became, I became brave enough to pursue something that was completely different from what I, what I had done up to that point. So I yeah. love that. Thank the bravery you. and safe. Yeah. Yes. So my question with that is, did you, if this is too personal, let me know. Did you keep accounting as your business that you still have? Mm -hmm. Did you keep it as your backup or your plan B? Or was it well established enough that you could keep that stream of income while you pursued your passion? If I would say sense. it's both. Um, I mentioned before I was a single mom for 20 years. Um, oh, I, I met. Did not know that. Oh, maybe I didn't. Okay, I thought I, I mentioned, you mentioned that. It briefly. Did I? I yeah. yeah. So my um, my daughter and son were in diapers oh, wow. when I actually left my husband. So it was oh, my wow. decision, not his. Um, and so um, the I I guess I'm sorry. My cats are going <laughs> shit right now. I, I just want to go pet them. <laughs> sorry. Um, so. When I started my accounting practice, I was a single mom. I literally left a corporate job on a Friday, and then the Tuesday after Memorial Day, I was like, all right, I'm going to see if I can make this work. I don't know what gave me the strength to do it. I borrowed a little bit of money from my parents and made it, made it successful. Yes. When, when this happened, and, and I decided, not decided, but the world directed me that it was time for me to go into coaching. I'm going to say it that way because it, it really wasn't a decision. I feel like I was led to do this. I was afraid, I can't make this work. I'm an accountant. How in the world is anybody going to listen to me as a coach? Like, nobody's going to listen to me. They, they know me as a, as a different person. Um, I kept the accounting as my safety net. 
And because then, by that time, when I started into the coaching, I had been, I've been married for eight years now. We just celebrated last week. So I was no longer a single mom, and I had a cushion, in my, a safety net in my husband. Yeah. So I didn't have as much invested in getting the coaching off and pushing it. And besides the fact that, quite frankly, I don't think coaching can be, should be pushed upon anyone. And if you're feeling that push... That's not your people. Yeah. It's just not your people. Because this is an intuitive process. It's very hard to market what I do. People that are in marketing are like, well, you need to have this and this and this and this. And I'm like, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, it, this is intuitive. Like, I have to meet with you and feel what I'm getting from you. And then we move forward. It's just, it's not, it's so opposite of what the accounting is. So I did keep the accounting um, at early on as the way to cover my expenses yeah. uh, that were needed, even though I now have my husband, so I was able to lean on him a lot financially for that. Now it's truly like as clients leave, I, I'm not replacing them and I don't market that anymore. So it's, it's essentially become residual for me. That's is so cool. Yeah, kind of how, that's, that. how it's worked. So it's a, a different experience from the accounting in that sense. Yeah. So what exactly does life coaching look like? What I know you spoke about it brief, briefly, but mm-hmm. like what is the process and what – I know we talked about it at the, at the date, but it's kind of like personal development but elevated. Yeah. So what can someone really get from coaching? I mean, I think that like finding your purpose is so important and just to have that passion because that's something yeah. that everyone needs. It's true, and yet a lot of people – don't really understand what does that mean what what do you mean your purpose like what what is that right and I didn't really understand that either and honestly when I went through coaching myself that's not the way that we coached I was it was a different process we all have our niches I guess you would say um hers she worked the woman I worked with was worked with highly sensitive people which is a personality trait that like 20% of the population has and and I had anyway so that's the route that we went But what I realized in figuring out that, wait, the accounting served me so well for so long, but it's not, it doesn't light me up like it used to, Um, learning that that can change over time was what made me realize that's a lot of times what women are feeling disconnected to because what lit them up or fed them for, you know, the first, whatever, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever, whatever it might have been doesn't light them up anymore and they're like I must be doing something wrong but that's not necessarily the case what it could also be is that your purpose has changed so so what coaching is for me um the way that I work that is I meet with women that are interested or just feeling a nudge or they're feeling they just don't feel connected to their life or certain aspects of their life and they're maybe they're comparing themselves to what others they see others and like oh that's how I want to be. Like, that's what I, what I want in my life. Um, so we just meet and we just have a conversation. And it's like, what would your ideal life look like? On my website, on which I know you said you guys are going to share that, there's, um, there's a pop-up. It's called a Purposeful Inventory. And what it is, it's, it's, it sounds so basic that it's almost like some people might even think, well, there's no point in this. But there's absolute point in it. There's, it's a checklist that goes through what would your ideal life day look like? If you could do one thing to light you up, what would it be? I'm generalizing. There's just some general questions in yeah. there. And just spending time 
focusing on you because we don't, women don't do that. We focus on everyone else except for ourselves. So not only are we not in our top five, we're not even on the list like at all. Yeah. Unless there's time left over and then we're exhausted and then we just scroll on Facebook until we crash and burn and whatever. That's what I see a lot. So when I meet with women, we talk about what, what interests them about coaching or what does that even mean? And most of the time it's like, honestly, I don't even know what it is, but there's something about you that I'm attracted to and I just want to hear more. Yeah. So that's what we talk about. Like what, and I just, the analogy I shared with you guys of not analogy, but that coaching is forward focused and how that's different from counseling. Cause I think that's really important. It's, it, it helps to explain the difference. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll go through what's called, um, a current satisfaction assessment, which is like a three page, mm-hmm questionnaire that you spend about an hour ideally you do that all in one sitting just evaluate some different areas of your life rating one to ten and then taking the ones that are the lower ones that you've rated and kind of digging in what would that look like if that to get that number higher essentially and a couple questions about what does self-care look like to you most often it's like what is self-care like I don't even know what that looks like or feels like Um, And then from there, we have a conversation, which is uh, a discovery call where we talk about your assessment and we say, okay, if we wanted to work together, I'm going to spend an hour to an hour and a half with you. There's, it's no charge for any up to this point. There's no cost for this. And I really listen deeply and trust my intuition to hear where you're feeling nudged. Like I can feel where something is like we've hit a, a nerve or. You're just feeling like, oh, I don't even really know the answer to what would that would be better for me. And we just dig into that. And again, it's hard to explain it. It's hard to, to put it on a piece of paper in a marketing way because it's very intuitive. But I'm intuitively digging into the areas where I'm noticing there's something here we need to dig deeper into. And then I follow up with a list of usually five to eight or so areas that if we decided to coach together, these are the areas that I feel like we could help you to grow and get where you want to be. So the purposeful inventory that's on the website is a, is a, a way to just kind of get a feel for allowing yourself to dream about what a perfect day would be for you and what your life would look like if it was, if it was gold. A lot of times that in itself opens people up to going, oh, I think I want to find out more about that because you're allowing yourself to dream about that, which we don't do as women typically generalizing. We talk about this all the time. Like women are just so muted and they feel placed in a box. Yeah. Like they can't, you know, they can't make that major life change. They can't go from an accountant to a life coach. Right. It's not accepted by society. It's not safe. Mm -hmm. It's not any of those things. It's not the social construct that we've been taught. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, you know that like that's, basically why we started this podcast because it's a bunch of bullshit (laughs) like I mean like straightforward like it's a bunch of bullshit and I think it's this is awesome that this is how you start your business or start your coaching Mm -hmm. and where you work from because yeah because it's it's the focus needs to be on the person that I'm working with which we don't get that we go to comparing to everybody else and yeah yeah. and they get so caught up in everybody else's world Mm. everybody else's life and they forget about their own and then five years from now they're like how the hell did I get here yes that that is exactly that is so often what I say there's someone that I was just um meeting with we had our discovery call last week and she it was exactly that she was you know she was there's a lot of comparing herself 
to all of those around her. And I'm like, but what if they're not your people? What if that's not your journey? I mean, I, I know that it's not, but I also understand, like you just said, after years of having all that pressed upon you, you, you believe that. And then you believe you're doing something wrong because you're not feeling all the stuff that so often anyways on Facebook and it's not real anyway. It's, that's bullshit. That's yeah. them just showing you the, like all right. the happies and that, yeah, I digress again. So <laughs> no, you're no. Fine. I get very Everybody passionate. Yeah. <laughs> it's a passionate thing. So same. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about that for literally mm-hmm. days. Yes. Like about all of that nonsense that we witness every single day. Yep. Yeah. So did I answer your question? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, okay. Yes. Good. Yes. So let's talk about finding your why. Cause we talk about this a lot and we always say like, find a why that'll make you cry. And can you like talk to us about like what that means and how to get there? You've, have you seen Simon Sinek's? No. Why? I have that. I, he's got the book, Find Earth. He does have a book, but there is a YouTube. It's like 15 minutes long. Simon Sinek. I think it is called Find Your Why or Connecting to Your Why. I he's haven't watched YouTube. it. I didn't know there was a YouTube of it. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. put that on there. Really, really amazing. Um, yeah, he's he gets it deep. And when I was involved, because I was briefly in a direct sales company a few years ago, and that that's where I learned more about him because you talk that gets talked a lot about. It does, at least yeah. in that world for me, it did. So I think it's similar. Uh, one of the people that I actually follow a lot, and actually I'm going through his a program of his right now, is Jack Canfield. Jack Canfield. Yeah, a lot of people don't know his name, but they know um, Chicken Soup for the Soul books okay he wrote those that's him that's him oh awesome yeah um and again it's it's getting to what your true values are the things that matter the most to you they might be um serving they might be listening they might be uh volunteering um but things that at the very core are values that are unshakable and things that are the most important to you. Again, when all the layers get placed upon us, we often forget or we don't even know what those are because we don't we haven't even looked at those things. Finding your why to me is getting to the true values that are the most important basic non-negotiables to you and then connecting what you do in the world to that. It doesn't always mean it's your career that's going to lock into it. What I'm working with right now in the success principles with, with Jack Campbell, it's just a workbook I'm going through. I have, uh-huh. a, I have a power partner. We meet every week for two hours. It's, it's amazing. Um, but it's, it doesn't have to just, it doesn't have to be work, it, but, it, but it can be. In my case, it is. I love that I am so passionate now about what I'm doing that I actually, it, it, it's, I'm not a workaholic. I just, I don't want to stop because I love it so much it's I'm just I'm so right you get it right I'm just that's cool that's new for me I didn't I can't say I've had that before and that's probably part of why I get so lit up and could talk all day about it but I but I feel like your why takes what those core values are and there are you could look up he actually has free stuff on on YouTube and he has a website there's there's free material available as well Um, but it's getting to the core values of what are most important to you and then finding ways to connect your life to those values so that everything aligns. And for me, it is both. Mo- many times, if you, connecting your work to that, whatever your career is to that, which is, I think, what you, you two have done in what you're doing now yeah. yes. is, yeah. is connecting to that. Um, and so it's work and it's personal. And I, 
I really feel like that. I think it's it's the same as what I'm doing, even though Jack Campbell doesn't specifically talk about finding your why, but it to me it's it is the same Similar, thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of like vocation versus occupation. Mm, like people mm-hmm. have an occupation that's their job, but their yep. vocation is like that purpose, what drives them, what they're passionate yeah. about, what they're called on this earth to, to do. do. And yeah. sometimes sometimes they just don't go right next to each other, but mm-hmm. you have to make sure that you are going after your vocation in order to actually find. I, we, I was just reading about this, but like that's literally what I'm hearing from you, and correct me if I'm wrong. No, that's right. Occupation and vocation don't always go hand in hand. Right. And you need to make sure that you're following your vocation in order to be fulfilled. That makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Yeah. And I think early on we – either we're if we've gone through college and perhaps we have debt from that right we're so driven to want to get ahead financial the money the money drives everybody's always trying to get ahead of the next thing yes and they get so caught up in that Mm -hmm. and again five years from now they're unhappy they're miserable they're unhealthy physically mentally emotionally yep and they're just in a rut and they're like where did this where did I go wrong yes Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's because you weren't following your own why. You didn't yeah. find what was important to you. You followed the path of what you saw the others doing and what they told you you what should, you should do. do. And then you so believe true. that what they told you you should do is what you should do, and that's what you do. And so then you're true. Unhappy. That's so true. And then you like feel bad about yourself because you're unhappy, right? Doing the right thing, quote. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, "What's wrong with me?" Right. Th- you just nailed it. Yeah. Yep. Do you ever wonder how many people are out there who have no idea that there's another life? Oh, it breaks. That's like the stuff that like keeps me awake at night is like <laughs> thinking about the people that have not had access or have not been exposed that there's a different life mm. out there. It is. No, I totally understand you know? what you're saying. <laughs> yes, because a lot of people that I see that I know I could help. I know I could help them, but they're not ready to see it. They right. can't. It's like you just want to go yet. up to them and just shake the shit out of them. Like, can you wake up right now, please? <laughs> totally get it. So you touched on direct sales, and this is an, yet another thing that really resonated with <laughs> us because obviously Shane and I are involved in direct sales. Um, so do you want to talk about that and um, the networking group that got you started in coaching? Yes, where sure. Where you met your coach. Absolutely. Um, so I was with plexus for four years so that is um it's health supplements uh wasn't looking to get into anything like that it was just more that i'd been tired a lot and a friend of mine was knew that i'd been dealing with this she just um was just getting ready to join on with the company and she's like you should try you should try try this stuff so that became a four-year um journey that i i went into it I went into it strongly and I really felt like, oh, this, this, this is, this is gold here. Like I this could do it. this. This is it. Right. Um, for me, the, and I did share this with you when we talked, the, the direct sales model for me, I wasn't able to connect to. That's yeah. just the bottom line. Um, I want to, I want to say all these things delicately. I've gotten myself into, yeah, into trouble before. Um, <laughs> Can really, literally, <laughs> can really, kind of like lots of trouble. Anyway, um, I didn't want it to be a numbers game, mm-hmm, right? Fair. I didn't yeah. want it to be a numbers game. I wanted to be able to. Con- this is it's ironic because I re- it might have even been when you and I talked is when I had the aha of, oh, maybe that's there's my answer right yeah. there. I think it was. I think yeah. I had an aha when I talked to you about it. So 
I didn't want it to be a numbers game. I wanted to be able to connect with the people and also help them because I truly still to this day very much believe in the products right. that and the difference they've made for my health. Yeah. Um, but I always would take a lot of time getting to know people. And in the model that was, at least I'll say it specifically for this model in this company, you, it is, it is, you've got to grow the numbers. You've got to grow yeah. and expand in that way. And I just was never comfortable doing that. I, and then I would be like, well, I'd talk to someone for, you know, an hour and talk to them about all the benefits of what the products can do, blah, blah, blah. And they may or may not, may not take part. And if they didn't, then I felt bad if I didn't stay in touch with them because I'm like, because if, if, if they chose to not try the products out, right. I, if I don't talk to them anymore, then it is all about the sale. Right. And that makes me feel inauthentic. Yes, like I felt, yes, I felt, I didn't like that. So I, I did well, but I, but there was a block. I couldn't get myself to the next level. And I realize now as a coach and again, in part talking to you that a lot of it is because I need that deep connection. That's where my why is. That's where my purpose is. And for me, I was not going to be able to get myself into those on that stage and into those big, into those big goals that I had early on, at, while being able to do the deep connections. It just for me that was not going to be the fit. So, just picking back on this, I was uh, I don't know if you know this, but I was a real estate agent for a couple of years. Oh no, I didn't. And I was <laughs> I was good at it, very good at it. Similar mm-hmm. with you with the. Um, accounting yep and I remember I was sitting in this conference in New Orleans and they were like talking about finding your why and find your purpose and you had to create a mission statement right? uh-huh so like at this time I was doing you know the direct sales and real estate like I was very much into both of them and right. you know direct sales as a whole like no matter what company you are is a numbers game like send out x yep. amount of invites send out x amount of you yep. know new messages connect mm-hmm. with x amount of people on social media whatever so I was sitting there and I created this mission statement and it was to help women live physically and emotionally healthy lives, mm. right? And I was like, cool, you know, real estate doesn't really do that for me. Six months later after that, I was out of real estate. And then um, I was still in beach, I was doing beach body and I was like, okay. it still doesn't feel right because like how are we supposed to actually help these people on a deep level if we're just selling them a product? Right. Like that only helps that as a, I mean, like, in a whole, like, because you need to be able to connect, like you said, that deep connection. Well, you can't deep connect with 100 people every month. Exactly. That's, a, I, like, just, mm-hmm. you just flip the switch on my brain. You just need to say that out loud. <laughs> yes. But, yes. like, that makes sense. I never really, until you just said that, I never really thought about it like that because I was always, like, maybe I was not meant for this. Like, maybe I just really suck at direct sales. Mm-hmm. And it's not the direct sale. It's not the sale that I wanted. It was the help on that deeper level which is again why we do this podcast because we're going we're hitting all aspects of their life not just Mm -hmm. one service level thing it's exactly that's exactly it yeah exactly it and thanks for that you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) thanks thanks shannon for that yeah exactly um you want to talk about book it up powerhouse oh yes sorry you did say that so when i at the very beginning when i shared the story of how i got into coaching um there someone in my accounting world had been telling me about this uh, networking group called Polka Dot Powerhouse. And I'm going to be honest, the name shied me away at first because I was like, that sounds fluffy and I'm not fluffy. Um, I now understand that there's a reason behind that. I 
it's just like I'm like really do I have to wear dots no that's just weird um there's a reason that it is the 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 owner actually got that in a vision from her sister who had passed away that that needed to be the name so that's why the name is there because I know right so a lot of us that like okay we're much more accepting of it now that we understand what's behind it (laughs) anyway so right exactly um, she was, she kept telling me about this. I live in Maryland. There are no, at the time there were no chapters in Maryland. This is a nationwide company. I, uh, group, I think they have 70 plus chapters across the country. They're in Canada now, like thousands of members. And it's, it's a, it's a fantastic group, but I just at the time wasn't really looking for something that was 45, 50 minutes away from home. Um, but I eventually decided to check it out. And the one that I go to that I'm very connected to now is in Lancaster. So it's about 45, 50 minutes from, from where I live. Um, <clears throat> there's, also, there's also one in Delaware. There's actually one in Maryland now, but it's Western Maryland, so it's further away from me. Um, that was where I met the person that I ultimately coached with, that I shared that story with, the person that three weeks later, when I had my Christmas Day, like, what the hell's going on with me <laughs> moment, um, but it's been fantastic. I have been an active member, well, since then, so f- four years, going on four years, and I absolutely love it. I have connected with women across the country. Um, they have monthly meetings. Uh, you can go to any meeting you want to. Like, I've been to probably four or five different local area meetings. Um, it's, it's a fantastic group. Yeah, I highly recommend checking it out. It's definitely been what's made the difference. And what was really cool for me personally was when I joined Polkadot in December of 17, that was when I was um, also working the Plexus business. So I was, so I had my direct sales hat on and I still had the accounting hat on. And so the women that have been in that group have watched me transform to who I am today, four years oh, later. Wow. Oh, so that's, that's been a powerful yeah. way of going, I want some of that because yeah. they've actually seen it happen in that's me. Amazing. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, wow. it's a great Love group. That. Yep. So I want to expand a little bit more on how finding your purpose and self-love come together and how we can practice more self-love or start our self-love journey. Journey. So again, I would point back to, for anyone that's interested, look at that, go to my website and look at that purposeful inventory. Because as basic as it sounds, self-love connects directly to your purpose because what lights you up at your core is where you find your purpose. It's not in all the others and comparing and what they're doing. None of that matters. None of that is what yours is. And it doesn't always mean someone's going to actually change a whole career once they find their purpose and once they really focus on the self, self-love. Um, this is a question that I would, can I flip this? Can I ask of you guys course. a question yeah. that will kind of guide that I just found is Pop really quiz. powerful? So, right. <laughs> so for each of you, Tell me one way that you show someone you love them. Just just what will come to mind. Like my love language? Sure. Uh, gifts. Gifts. Yeah. Okay. I'm a words girl. I tell words. everybody how much I love them. Okay. So think of it this way. When have you bought yourself something? Oof. When have you told yourself how much you matter? Oof. Big oof. <laughs> she just got right. called out. Right? I just got called. No, but it's so true. Like, you're both, like, I'm seeing deer in the headlights. You're like, what is happening? It's funny you say that because my sister called me out on this, like, 
I don't know, two weekends ago because I, like you said about the self-care and stuff like that, I'm the worst at self-care. And like, we both are. they will for sure tell you this any day. Like, I'm like, okay, let me get all my stuff done and then I will focus mm-hmm. on me. Mm-hmm. Like after I get my to-do list, my habit share, everything's checked off. Yep. Is when I'll do it. And this past week, I have been trying to like actually like turn my brain off and I'll like go sit out on my porch with my little journal and mm-hmm. a cup of tea and yes. I'll journal and like that, those sh- the shit that comes out of my brain when I do that <laughs> and write in my journal, I'm like, did that come out of my mind? <laughs> but I have never told myself that I love me. So yeah, that's a big one. I love it's that. Hard. That's a really good way to yeah. And that's, that's really it. We can so quickly think of ways that we show others that we love them. But then when we turn that back on ourselves, look at you. <laughs> Danny's like, oh, girl. <laughs> right. That's exact. That, that's it. That is in a nutshell. It is. It's not just putting yourself on the list. It's putting yourself first. So when oh. you do that, <laughs> Danny's taking notes. When, oh, yeah. you, when you do that journaling and with that cup of tea, what if you did that first? What if that was the first thing you did in your day and not, I don't know if it was the last thing, but wherever it was, what if that was the first thing? Yeah. And you don't do anything else before you take care of yourself first. It's hard, hard, hard. And I slip out of it all the time. But when I get back into it, what it does is it opens you up to start to realize you are worth it. You do. And, and on top of that, you can't give to all the others that need you and fill in the blank, whether it's people in your life or your job or whatever. You can't give to others if you don't first have it, something filled up in yourself. So if you're empty because you've poured out to everybody else, there's nothing left for you. If you practice self-love and think about what is best, what you need today, first, you are more open to be, and you have more energy to be able to give to the other people that need you. And it happens organically. Maybe that's not the right word, but it is a natural process that happens because you fed yourself first. It's that, what's that airline thing with the airbags, uh, the the oxygen mask? It's exactly that. It's exactly that. I mean, some of the earlier um, homework, if you will, that we do, we have in coaching is take one thing and not, and not even every day. Like I'll, a goal would be three days in a week because I, I typically coach a week, once a week in whatever program the person decides they want to uh, take part in. Um, three days, just th- out of seven, three days, I want you to take, we might start with 10 minutes just for you, just for you and do that thing. If it's walk on a beach or take a walk in the woods or sit with a cup of coffee and journal for those that I'm, I love that you journal. I'm, I struggle with journaling. Carol Martin struggle. from the, mm-hmm. uh, the yoga. She was the one that had turned us on a journaling. Turned us on a journaling. We're doing a September journaling challenge. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, with her or you Just, guys? She's, she's the one that got us to decide to do that challenge with our TMI tribe. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah. September, starting September one, we've been journaling every day. I love and it. We prompts in our stories and everything. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. We, we yeah. Because sometimes, that. like when I first picked up the journal, I was like what do I put here? Is it like a diary? Do yeah. I like <laughs> yeah. talk about my So day? sometimes the prompt just like, you know, like helps you like yeah. trigger something into your brain. Yeah. I love that. I need to check that out. I mean, that's not, that's not too late to join in, right? No. no. And September we have, t- so on our Instagram, I actually, we've been like saving all of them to a highlight. So if like, you know, 
three months from now, you're like, I don't know if I have anything to write in this journal today, but I know that I need a journal. You can go back and flip through the journal prompts and figure out what, if one speaks to you or not. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's really great. Yeah. Thank you. Love it. So let's talk about labels. I know we touched on this a little bit and like going out of the social norm, but like what really are labels and why it doesn't matter if it's what you've always done or what you're good at and how women just feel generally like trapped and muted and how to get rid of that. Mm. I know it's like a big mental block and like what can we do about that? Well, yeah, it is. And it, it gets back to what we've been talking about all along, right? Labels come from the others Mm -hmm. we don't label ourselves we aren't labeled you know at birth this is what you're gonna do like like from outside there is a core thing and if if I think of a I tend to go with the the actual visual to me label I think of like a name tag right and that's outside of my core and what's important to me and what values me and and that's so that's an outside um like a not a wall but like a mm, I'm not sure what I, I'm having a hard time like put, putting this into words but it's but it just feels like something that is what is presented to the others mm. versus what is really important and what really matters to us and again we so often there's the comparison game oh, that's where yeah. the you know keeping the blinders on that's something I learned in direct sales I got a lot of value in doing that it's hard it's hard as hell for me still sometimes to compare myself or to not compare myself to others even in the coaching space because there's people that have been doing this a lot longer than I have and I have a tendency to go oh well the label is that coaching should be a year-long process which is what I went through right but no my people my tribe that's not what we need we don't first of all if you can't even put yourself on your list of the top five the hell are you going to invest in yourself for a year? Right. It's just not going to happen. Something in me took that and was able to make that work. But for me, the labeling of, well, it needs to be long. It needs, it needs to be this long because that's what the others are doing. That is not what resonates with me. And it's not what my, the people that I'm attracting need. So the labeling involves putting the others aside, putting the other, what the others are doing aside, getting to self, what's valued to you, self, it's self-love, but it's also finding your true values and then making that be the point that you build your own awareness about yourself from. Yeah. And the labeling is, to me, that is all what others are putting upon you. It's hard. It's, it's, it's hard. And I personally believe, well, I'm sure I'm not alone here, that, social media makes it so much harder because sure. because we see their everyone else's lives and when we're like feeling in a funk sometimes right what's the first thing we do we just I'm just gonna scroll on Facebook or whatever yeah. for a while and then what we feel worse mm-hmm. because oh well, and there's a party and I didn't get invited to it yeah. well what's wrong with me and I suck and it just becomes this terrible spiral but all of that to me is connected back to labeling of comparing ourselves to what the others are doing and trying to find our worth and our value in that, in their labels, which are not ours. So. I, yeah, I love that. That last sentence was yeah. really That's it. what I yeah. would say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we talked about, we, I think we had an episode about the self-worth and like yeah. mm. how people find their self-worth in others and not in themselves. Yeah. And the thing is, you can't control 
what others do. It's so every, I cannot think right now of a client that I have worked with that hasn't had that as one of the basic issues. They're looking to others for their worth. And I had that issue. It's not, we all do. Yeah. I mean, I think that I've gone a lot of way through, through, you know, therapy and personal development and stuff. But like, it was like the death of me for a Mm -hmm. long time. Like that was what brought me down was my self-worth was tied up in everybody else. Right. And, and you have to do the one more thing to get them to love you or, or, you know, accept you or whatever, fill in the blank. You can't control them. You can only control what you do and what it, what's in you. And the energy that you bring. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So I, I did a deep dive on your website. And a lot of things resonated with me, but I'm going to just read a couple things. And if you want to expand on any of them, okay. please feel free. So the first and foremost, which me and Shannon are, this is what our <laughs> friendship is founded on, is find your tribe. Mm-hmm. That's so big to us. Um, and then meant to do, be, or serve in a bigger way. No failures, just detours. I freaking love that one. <laughs> yeah, that's a real good one. But this next one I have a question about. Yep. Vulnerable, raw, and real. Yep. How can we be truly vulnerable? I know this is a very loaded question, but how – I know there's a – I feel like when you're trying to be vulnerable, you have an idea of what that looks like, and you go to a certain point. Point and you're like, oh, that was me being vulnerable. <laughs> but you never get full vulnerability, if that makes sense to mm-hmm. you. I totally get what you're saying. Um, we talked a little while ago, Brene Brown, that is the core of her. And she, yeah, I know, yeah. heavy sigh, right? Her TED talk that's on Netflix, I cannot yes. remember what it is. Oh, I can't um, remember the name of it right now, but that was like, that hit me hard. Mm-hmm. I, I will put the the name of it in the show notes because yeah I'm drawing a blank too and I yeah, and I I'll saw it as well talking but that that was that was it for me was so power, the power of vulnerability is that what it is yeah, that what the Netflix that's was called what it is yeah um, and it's interesting because I will say this too before I get into my own th- thoughts and beliefs on this I actually had my husband sit down and watch that with me because I was so excited about it and he didn't get it at all he's really? like I don't get this at all and I'm like okay so what it means (laughs) is that but the first time I heard Brene Brown was like six months before I was ready to hear her and I didn't get it I I did not get it Mm -hmm. and then like six months later I just happened to have it in a YouTube uh, listening I listened to YouTube in my car I don't watch it but I listened to it and the same talk I listened to the same one and I for real had to pull over because I was bawling my eyes out and I'm like just listen to six months ago same thing and it didn't hit because I wasn't ready for it so I think that's actually a part of it so in either in coaching or in life or your self-development journey whatever it is you start to get the self-awareness of oh there's there's something that I feel like I need to work on journaling certainly helps with that and so a layer gets peeled back right and you're like okay, this is a new space for me. I feel a little more vulnerable, a little more open with myself or maybe with someone else that I care about than I did before. Check that off the box. No, 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 no. Now that that layer's peeled back and you kind of sit in that space for a while and then it becomes to be comfortable, then you have to peel back the next layer. And that allows you to get a little more vulnerable with yourself. As far as 
you talked about at the beginning, find your tribe. That was something that resonated with you guys. That's huge. Your tribe is where you can be safe mm-hmm. and vulnerable and open and raw and real. And in my private group, they see a lot of stuff. Like I'm, I will, if I'm having a moment, they're going to see me crying. If I'm, if I'm angry about something, they're going to hear that because that's a safe place where I can truly be myself. But vulnerability really does, I mean, Brene will talk about armor, right? You put so much armor on yourself over expectations of others and labels and all who you're supposed to be. That it is not a quick process. You just can't suddenly open everything up and, okay, I'm vulnerable now and I'm good. It is a process. It is a process that takes a lot of time. And sometimes I would venture to say it may even be lifelong. Um, one thing that has happened with um, once once clients go through a program with me, whatever program they choose in terms of the time, 60, 90, three, two, three or four months right now are the three that I have, they'll be great and they'll be feeling good and strong and they'll be going off on their own. A lot of them choose to do accountability check-ins with me monthly. In fact, so far, they all want that. But that's fantastic. I'm honored that they want to see that. But then what happens is they start to feel unsettled again not the unsettled they felt when they started working with me but unsettled and I'm like that's because now you're ready to 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 go even deeper to get yourself even fully more vulnerable and more open but it's not something that happens right away it is absolutely a process that takes time and you know comfortable is where we like to be where we're comfortable but that's not where the growth is right So we peel back a few layers and we're like, okay, this is good. I feel good. I feel great. And then after a while that gets comfortable, which means you can start to get numb again and you can start to be a little disconnected again and you start to feel this little nudge again. It's because it's time to go deeper down, the next layers down. But you can't do them all at once. Just like, I mean, that's like in any part of life. You have to kind of get get settled into the experiences that you're having as a person that's become more vulnerable vulnerable to get to then the next levels it's just too much no I don't even know who could do that all at once I don't think it's humanly possible personally so what I'm hearing I'm correct me if I'm wrong but what you just said is like so you peel back a layer right and then you have to sit in that for a little bit yes and then until that starts to get like okay this is I've been sitting here for a while Mm -hmm. so let me take off the next layer of armor mm-hmm. is that that's what okay. that's I just it want, I was just making sure because I feel like that is something that we, you do in personal development but you don't really think about it that way that way because there's I mean like you said with Brene Brown like there have been times where I've read a book or listened to a book and I'm like I didn't get crap from that yep. and then I'll be, someone be like oh I heard this in the book I'm like wait what and then I'll go re-listen to it or reread it and I'm like I guess I just wasn't ready to receive that's that exactly it that's exactly what it is and you do and a lot of times in personal development and certainly that's one of the things I'm so grateful for and from my direct sales experience is we didn't do personal development in my accounting career we had training I had to check off credits every year but nothing like that so that I am that's a gift that I've just been able to really get into that but I'm a I'm a squirrel like squirrel like (laughs) squirrel neck shiny object oh I need that so I end up with 16 books that all seem amazing, but I don't spend enough time not just reading one, but then letting it sit and resonate for a while and like live it or practice some of the things that I learned from it yeah. before the next. I, I have had that problem in the past, and I that's been a journey in itself for me is just 
leaving, you know, being where I am. I had a recent experience um, earlier this year where I had some, my husband had some health things going on. I had multiple health things going on. There's just a lot of stuff in our life, in my life, that was really um, affecting me. And it ruptured. Like, I came to a point, there was a day, it was a Thursday, where I just literally fell apart. Like, I bottomed out. And that was in May, maybe June? It was June. It was June. I know when it was. And I was like, what is wrong with me? I'm, I'm here. I'm a coach. And, and here I am like falling apart. Why is this happening? And what I realized is that I had forgotten to lean, to lean. I'm the one leaned upon. That's my role. And I love that. I crave that. But I forgot to be leaning on others. And the reason I share that is that was a very, it's, it's very vulnerable for me to even talk about that because, you know, I'm a coach. I'm supposed to be strong. I'm supposed to be the one everyone else comes to. What I'm saying is we're all human and we all slip off whatever the path is that we're on and that's okay. And the more we share that and the more we talk about, for me personally, the more I talk about that, I really think that even is more of a um, way that others resonate because they're like, oh, You're not you don't have your shit together either. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. none of us, we don't, we slip. In there is that growth. We talked about peeling back those layers, right? So what I learned, in, like I said, I learned that I have to, I forgot, I forgot that I have to lean to. I have to lean on others. I just got so wrapped up in what I was mm-hmm. so passionate about that I forgot to do that. And my body just started saying, yeah, nope, we're going to just, nope, we're going to take that. Nope, we're going to, we're going to knock that out. And eventually you're going to listen. And so I did, but it was, it was a, it was a bottoming out. It happens and it doesn't mean we failed. It means we're human. And I do believe that the more that I've done work with myself, my own personal development journey, my own um, self-love and self-help and all the things that I'm doing, the more that I'm become aware of those. I think that process would have taken longer if it had happened to me even a year ago. Yeah. Yep. All right. The last one from your website is unbecome our current selves and rebirth who we always were meant to be. It's a safe space where we explore that little voice inside us, the one that's telling us that although we may not feel unhappy, we don't feel fulfilled either. I fucking love that. <laughs> Sorry, I cursed. <laughs> I've, been try- I've been trying not to say that word, but I feel like that just no. like puts like a bow. It does. That, on and everything we've been talking about. That's exactly it. I mean, yeah. I don't even know what to you know what to add to that. I mean, un. Unbecoming um, is it's it's the it's the peeling back the layers. It's the peeling back the armor. It's the peeling back the labels. It is. It's everything that we've talked about. Yeah. And it's yeah. getting away from what all the other expectations are that we've placed on ourselves that either we thought we were supposed to have or other placed on us, and we haven't had the boundaries to keep it all away. To get back to the core of who we were meant to be, because I, I do truly believe. I know this. I know this. We are all meant, we all have a purpose and it is not the same. Nobody is the same. Just like our fingerprints aren't the same. It is unique to every single person. So the more we look to the others for the, for the reasons and the direction, the more we lose that. And yeah, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a nutshell of what I do and what I believe and what I live by. I think it's important to say too, because I know we have a lot of listeners who are very new to this world. Yes. Very new to this world. Cause, and you can see it in the TMI tribe and our clubs. Like, 
or other groups, like you can see that there are people that are like, this is some like stuff that I've never experienced before. I think it's important to just note that like, if this is something that you're like, y'all are talking way above my level right now, that's okay. Come back and re-listen to this when you're closer to that level. Because it, when you're feel, and I know that every woman that probably is listening to this feels that nudge. Cause we all still feel that nudge. There's always something that we're like, something's not sitting right with me. And that that's the stuff you journal on, or that's the stuff that you dig deeper on. And like, when you peel back those layers, you feel that a little bit more. When you feel that little nudge, lean into that and figure out, you know, what is it? What is causing that little, that little, it's like a thing in the belly. Like I always say, like when you find your purpose, you have a fire in your belly. You also have those little rocks in the belly too that until you find it and figure out what's going on, it just sits there. Don't ignore it. 100%. And and I, I shared that too early on that I used to think that that rock or that knot in my stomach was like, I'm like, oh, this is bad. Got to run away from this. Got to yeah. got to bury this or have a glass of there. wine or whatever it's yeah. going to take for me to get that gone. That's actually there's something there that I need to learn and listen to and grow from. And it's terrifying. It is terrifying. Like I feel like people think that it's supposed to feel good. It, it no. doesn't always mm-hmm. feel good. No. It doesn't always okay. feel good. Sometimes you're like, I don't want to do this, but I know that in order for me to go to the next level mm-hmm. or to like unlayer that next layer you got to lean into it and you're like, okay, my palms are sweaty and I'm uncomfy here. <laughs> like, someone come help me. Yes. That's, no, that's it though. That's where that is truly, and uh, I believe that is our intuition telling yeah. us right here is something that is, you need, we need to explore and we need to figure out what is in here because there's something, something amazing inside of it, but it is terrifying because you have to go where you're not comfortable right. and it's unfamiliar. Intuition's so weird to me because there's sometimes people, I'm like, I don't like this. I'm like, why? I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you. Mm-hmm. I just, I know yep. that this is not right and I don't yep. know why. <laughs> and it's, and you know, you hear go with your gut. Yeah. And I don't know where that comes from. Me either. But you're, that's, that's it. Going yeah. with your gut means that, that knot that's there, that's, I don't know, your gut's in there. I don't know what your gut is. It's some kind of organs <laughs> or something, but whatever. Yeah. But it's, what's in there well, is. It goes back to like yeah. energies and chakras, which I know yes. nothing about. Same, same. And I know that there's a chakra there mm-hmm. and that's where it's coming from. Yep. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're I know nothing about it, but I know that that's the thing. I feel exactly that. I'm like, people say, oh, the, there's the energies and you're, you have this intu- intuitive ability. You should really like pursue maybe even doing Reiki. I'm like, I don't even understand what it is. I know it, it's real. Yeah. And I know it affects me. But I can't put any of that into words. Yeah, yeah. no, that's no. not. It's not no. my not my space. Just talking to different people, I'm like, I know that's a thing. That's where it's going. Leave it there. So what? In a nutshell, what would your biggest suggestion be for someone who this might be a little above their level right now? They're at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I, we say this all the time that we initially thought that personal development, especially me, was a joke. Like personal development is for someone kind of like you, who's crying all the time, who doesn't know, you know, doesn't know what they don't know, or it was silly. So mm-hmm. what would your biggest suggestion be for someone who's not quite here yet, who's just starting to think that maybe I need to look into that? I really feel that if you, I ha, again, as I've, I've mentioned a couple times, that, I re, that there's a purposeful inventory that's on my website. Yeah. It's a pop-up. It's a printout. There's a little video with it. I am... A raw and real sitting freezing my tush off outside a pond it's not fancy it's not edited it th- that is me you see me I don't know you might have even listened to it but that is 
I think it's a good place to start. And it is truly giving yourself 5, 10, 15 minutes and talking and thinking about what your ideal day would look like. I feel most comfortable when I'm doing this because that is the beginning of personal, personal, personal development is going inside and figuring out what's most important to you, not, not what the others are telling you, but what's, what's most important to you. So that's really where I would start. I would start by thinking about if it were six months again, six months from today, maybe that's kind of hard right now. Cause we just, there's so much going on in the world. It's very hard to put ourselves six months ahead because we don't even know where we're going to be with all what's happening in the world right now and all that that I don't even want to talk about but the, so the point being if you just think six if if ideal world six months from now what would I be doing what would my ideal day look like what would that what would that look like for me yeah again it sounds so basic but it is where you start to attract talk about energy you you start to attract the things that are important to you yeah. And personal development to me is going into the, the core of what matters the most to you. What would my ideal day look like? You know, where would I, if in six months, let's plan out what that day would be. I feel most aligned or connected when I'm doing this. Whatever it might be. It might be, like I said, for me, it's hiking in the woods. That's, as much as I love the ocean, I'm a, I am drawn to the woods. I don't, I don't know what it is. I just go with it. And that's where I feel whole. Um, what does that look like for you or for someone that's actually going to very simple worksheet? It sounds so basic where some people might be like, yeah, this is a little like foo-foo. This is, but if you really take the time to think about what matters most to you in there is the beginning and the core beginning of what personal development will be for you that's awesome. to get yourself on a path of realizing I do matter. Yeah. I do matter. And I would also say, as I did with you both, Think about how you tell people you love them and flip that around Yeah, and see if find a way to do that for yourself. 10 out of 10 genuinely yes. recommend asking yourself that question because that'll yeah. gut punch you real quick. Yep. Yes, yes it will. That is a your website. It's totally free. There's no commitment. Yeah, no, right. Exactly. No, not at all. It's like you do you yep. and circle back to yourself. Yep. And I could, um, if you want, like we could, I could get, send you that to yeah. put somewhere outside of the website. We, we have can to, directly to do that. Yeah, we yeah, can whatever you want. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. Um, so you have you told me this right before we started that you do monthly themes, which I love. Mm -hmm. I'm real big on a monthly theme. So talk to us what your theme is this month. Yes, yes. So this month, my the theme was balance. And I created my monthly themes like last year. It just kind of helped me to kind of guide because I'm so all over the place because I'm so passionate. Yes. I have to keep myself honed in. So the people Love are like that. trying to stay on track with what <laughs> is she talking about today? Um, and this month was balance. And I actually, again, the intuition just comes in. And I was like, I don't really even know what balance is. I mean, people say they want balance. They want work-life balance. But what does that mean? Like, what does that look like? And what I believe is that balance isn't, oh, not always, it's not actually where the growth happens. So I did an analogy, or I came up, I was directed to share an analogy um, at the beginning of the month of, think of a seesaw, right? And think of the playground, the seesaw, and, and kids are, you know, going up and down on the, on the seesaw and playing and having fun. If the seesaw were perfectly imbalanced, the visual, it means they would be the same weight and the seesaw wouldn't be moving. It would just be horizontal 
And we'd just be sitting there staring at each other. And where's, what, what's, nothing is happening in there. That's not fun. That's not convert fun to growth. The growth, the fun, the excitement, the next happens when you're doing the ups and the downs. So the balancing is accepting that sometimes work is going to have to take more of a priority. And sometimes, you know, if you have kids, kids are going to have to take the priority. Or for me, it's grandkids. Like on Tuesdays and Fridays, I know I can't have the, the what I want to do with the work because I'm spending the time with my grandchildren. So the the balance is, is, is in accepting that there's always going to be ups and downs, and that's where the growth is. Because if you're totally balanced all the time, you're, you're stuck and you're not going anywhere. So, I love that. I think that's yeah. really hard for me. Mm-hmm. I know. And, and when I... Was, I was thinking because I work well with analogies like it just I like I shared when I went through what got me into the coaching that Christmas day experience I, I visually pictured myself like stepping backwards and actually backing away and so this one kind of came with the balance thing in the seesaw I'm like yeah because that would never get us anywhere you know we need yeah, to no, you I need mean, to I accept like that, that. Really like that the ups and the downs yeah that's it has to be that way. And again, that's where the growth is. So, yeah. Love Thanks for that. asking. Thanks. Do you have an October theme yet? Or have you not decided? <sighs> I know. Caught you off guard with that I, I, You know, I meant to... Transformation, I believe, is my next one. <laughs> Love I'm that. I'm excited to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for that. Keep us posted. Yes. Unbecoming was one. That was a huge one. I loved... Oh. I could have... Yeah, I could have carried that one I for like a quarter. I've heard it a couple of different places. Yeah. I think she talks about it for sure. Um, I, the, I actually went through a, coach, uh, a, um, a challenge with, uh, well, oh my gosh, I'm drawing on the, a blank. It was a few years ago. It was a woman out, out west that had a 14-day program, um, Unstoppable Influence. That's what it was. Can't remember her name right now, but I, that's the first time I heard it was from her. But a lot of people use it, and if you just, you have to unbecome on everyone's, had you yeah. become all those years with those labels and all those things. Yeah, that. it's huge. Yeah. I yep. love that term in general. Yeah. It's a big one. So how do you know if you're a good candidate for coaching? Mm. It's just that it's simply feeling disconnected to your life or not fulfilled. Like, yeah, I'm happy. I have these things. I've, you know, I have these things that I wanted for my life. I have them, but yet I still feel like, there's just something missing or something's off. And it, you know, a lot of times it is comparing yourself to the others, but it's, it's really just going inside of yourself and going, I think there's more. I think there's more. I deserve more. We all do. And I don't know how to get to it. So a lot, early on I would talk about just this nudge, which is kind of what I think I, well, I had a nudge and then I had this smack me in the face, aha, when I felt <laughs> like all disconnected about finding out I was going to be a grandmom. But, um, it truly is that. And again, it's, you know, it's hard. There is no black and white checklist that's going to yeah. tell you. It's, it's this knowing, the, know. the knowing that there's just something. I know I'm meant for something more or I used to really feel connected to my life. And now I feel like I'm this yeah. outsider, like looking in and I don't know how to get back to it. Yeah, I think that's, that's a lot. And I'm just kind of you know, trying to. Um, specify some of the things that my clients have actually seen and experienced from the beginning but that's the biggest one just feeling like I know I deserve more right yeah so to give us a little taste of what coaching looks like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dawn has 
graciously, like I am in shock and awe that you've agreed to do this for us. Um, Dawn has agreed to do a TMI exclusive private coaching for our group um, on November 3rd at 7 p.m. Um, you can find that through our TMI tribe group on Facebook. Don't know why you're not there yet. Yeah, you should already be there. Um, but oh my gosh, thank you so much for doing that. Do you want to tell us a little bit what group coaching looks like and what people can expect to get from that group coaching? Absolutely. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to do this. Oh, thank you so much. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So there's going to be some prompts of some questions for you to dig into about, um, we're going to talk about self-care and self-love. That's, that's definitely a part of it. We're going to talk about, again, a little bit more about what would ideal look like for you. And these are some of the basic areas that we would get into if we were doing one-on-one. So you're going to be sharing with the others in the group. You know, you can go as deep as you're comfortable because I'm assuming that everyone's going to know each other. Sometimes I do that where it's, it's, um, I'll do small group coaching where women get together with a couple of friends and do that. But this is up. It's going to be broader than that. Um, and we're just going to be spending time interactively. I, I become more of a, a facilitator in these sessions than actual coaching, because obviously it's a lot different when you have, you know, a whole bunch of different um, experiences and desires and people, what people are focusing on or wanting to focus on. Yeah. Um, so it's more facilitating and it works amazingly. I've done it. I've done it. I've done it online and I've also done some in-person sessions this way and the takeaways are phenomenal. So I can so promise you, you will walk away with some good nuggets. So. Thank you so much. Like, I, I can't wait for that. I can't I'm excited. Our girls are going to be exposed to this. Yes, me too. Especially especially the ones that have never really mm-hmm. deep dived into this. Yes. I think that that's going to be amazing. You're going to be, be life-changing mm-hmm. for them. And they're, and they're going to be surprised that it's not as, it's not as scary as it seems. Right. And it's not as complicated as it seems. It's actually way more basic than you would, you would realize. Yeah. So. yeah. And again, that's November 3rd at 7 p.m. And... Dawn's graciousness to us just is overwhelming, honestly. She has also agreed to give away to one attendee of the group coaching. She's agreed to give away a one-on-one private coaching session. Um, So what exactly is a private coaching session? Basically like a group coaching that we're going to be doing, but a one-on-one level. Yes. So what I would do is... The, the person that gets the coaching that wins that session would actually have the um, current satisfaction assessment. They would fill that out. And then we would spend an hour talking about that. And if they wanted to, if there's a certain area they wanted to hone into, we could spend that hour focusing on that or we could just go broader about some things that I would be able to suggest to them because obviously an hour is, is not enough time to actually really get in deeply into the coaching, but I could certainly be able to give them tools and ways that they could pursue that on their on their own to grow within the area oh, that they like so that's so amazing exciting. and this is all free guys like dawn is absolutely amazing and the fact that she's giving her time and her expertise away to our tribe is absolutely no words i yeah i, yeah, I can't even put in a word honestly how i am oh, yeah, it's crazy sweet. like this one market network marketing group has brought us like so many amazing individuals mm-hmm. like oh, i just like sure. i'm grateful for that every day because like talking to like carol martin and talking yes. to you like it's just 
we would have literally never found you. Like our paths would have never crossed yep. if it wasn't for the Nat marketing group. And yep. I'm just so grateful for it. Everything happens for a reason. I know. It really I know. does. Mm-hmm. I absolutely. Agree. The universe yes. has our backs. For yes. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But if you're curious about what coaching looks like or how it could benefit you, come join us on this group coaching. There's yeah. there's no commitment. Like, what do you have to lose other than changing your entire life, maybe? Like, <laughs> yeah, who right? knows? Like, there's literally nothing to lose, just all the things There's not. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, remind us again one more time how we can find you mm-hmm. and how we can find your coaching website and all that good stuff. Absolutely. The website is dawnregner.com, and you'll find all, all information about coaching. Also, the purposeful inventory that I've talked about a couple times is on there. And if anyone would care to contact me, there's a way to do that there as well. Um, on social media, Don Regner is my private uh, on Facebook. Also, Instagram is Don underscore Regner. Um, my business page is New Dawn Rising. And I also have a private group that is by invitation only, but you could request to be in that. There'll be some questions to get you in, which would be Rising Tides. So. And Regner is R-E-G-N-E-R. That's correct. correct. Okay. Yes. And then it's Dawn. Yep. D-A-W-N. Yes. Just so you guys yes. are aware. And we'll post them. They'll yeah, be posted in the show notes and um, in the episode, the show, yeah, below the, my brain just fried. But what you, she's you, trying to say is www.themessyimperfection.com. <laughs> but it's also like a little like about the show blurb. Oh, and, like, yeah. Spotify and, and yeah. Um, the description. Yeah, the description. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> I was like, there's a word for this that I cannot think of. And you can search our uh, Facebook group, TMI Tribe, on Facebook to get plugged into all of the listener exclusives. So that, yeah, and so you guys can take a part of that coaching on November 3rd. Yes. Indeed. All Can't right, wait. Guys. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Dawn. Thank you so much, Josh. Thanks for having me. This has been great. All right. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.